certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers right now. It was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is I, I want to win at Edmonton. Here's McDavid all the way, scores! Did that just happen? Connor McDavid, coast to coast. What is up, Edmonton? Welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for this Friday, November 19th. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1216, the Two Guys in a Goalie podcast. Like always, you can connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. And oh boy, is there lots to get to uh, on today's podcast. Uh, this is kind of the order we're going to lay everything out, and we're going to start in the first segment by uh, recapping what happened last night. The Oilers pick up a 2 1 win over the Winnipeg Jets. A lot of stuff to get to in terms of the game in the second segment all the news of today has uh, some bad injury news coming the orders well darnell nurse slater cuckoo both out for broberg willie Lagason coming up and uh, we'll break it all down what the pairings are going to look like what would you do uh yeah so many things to talk about today and the third segment we will hear from dave tippett and i'll give you some news from around the nhl as well but let's get right to it as last night the edmonton orders picked up a 2-1 shootout win over the winnipeg jets uh well, great game it had that playoff feel to it. Everybody was battling every shift. Uh, the big guys were invested defensively, which was great to see. They always played well. They didn't have that slow start. They got peppered. Sure, they took a lot of shots, uh, but that's kind of the theme of this season. They gave up a lot of shots. Uh, Ellers uh, would give them the lead on a, just on an unreal shot. I mean, that was top cheddar. Like, no goalie in the world was stopping that, but then Mr. Magic, Connor McDavid, showed up. Uh, what was it? Seconds later? 57 of the third. Speaking of Connor, here's McDavid. Just unbelievable, this guy. I mean, like, it's it's good if you're doing it once, twice a year, but this guy's doing it on the regular now. Like, where do you even go with him? It's just, ugh. And a lot of talk about which one was better. I I don't know. We'll get to that here. And how about Stuart Skinner? 46 freaking saves on the night. He looked just really good. He looked calm, cool, collective. He was outstanding in this game for the Edmonton Oilers. Good. Uh, it's a positive sign here. If you can continue this play, going then the orders might not be in, in in trouble between the pipes as well at least i think they are right now i'd give him the start sure on saturday 100 i would over miko koskin and he was just solid his parents were there that was great to see i always like seeing that kind of stuff i'm a sucker for it so the good uh, last night skinner 46 saves mcdavid again uh, which goal was better rangers or the one last night i'm gonna go rangers because it was four guys and he deked out the goalie i mean they're 
both equally great. Uh, last night it was three guys and he kind of went top shelf on one of the best goalies in the world. So I know there's arguments for both sides. I'm going to go with the Rangers one. You let me know what you think on Twitter at Hernando Man. Which goal was better for you? Uh, Dreisaitl was excellent. You heard Dave Tippett post game say he didn't have any points, but that's probably his best game of the season. He was really good defensively. Excellent on that penalty kill in overtime, man. What a beast out there. And give credit to the PK. Five for five last night. Over three minutes to go in overtime. Four on three, and they did an excellent job. And Cody Cici continues to impress. He was excellent for me last night as well. The bad, I thought Keith struggled mightily. Probably his worst game as an Edmonton Oiler. The power play 0 for 2 gave up some good looks. That Skinner had to be solid on. He made a huge save. Short-handed. So the power play, I'm not going to be hard on them because they're historically just knocking it out of the park right now, but they got to be a little bit better there. Tyler Benson, once again, only four minutes. He took two straight penalties. Not good for the young man. Uh, JP could have had, what, three, four goals, but it's not a bad, but you got to bury some of those. And I know it's Hellebuck and Ned, but he's got to finish at least one of those. Hellebuck was stellar as well. And and that's not a surprise because he is one of the best goalies in the uh, NHL. Now we know. We were talking about it on the lowdown yesterday. What does Turris do? Well, he scores shootout winners. He's got two on the season. Good on him. He only played just over five minutes. So good on Kyle Turris. He's really getting it done when they need him in the shootout. So yeah, <laughs> good on the on the vet there. Oilers now 12 and 4. First in the Pacific Division. Calgary won last night. Anaheim finally lost. So uh, Oilers occupy that, that spot. As far as uh, some cool little stats here to pass your away. Most saves in a winning effort for an Oilers rookie goalie. Stuart Skinner now second on that list with 46. He's behind Devin Dubnik who had 52 saves back in 2010. So uh, Skinner making a name for himself there. And longest point streak to open a season. McDavid kept it alive uh, last night with his uh, highlight reel goal once again. At 16 games, he's currently behind Zetterberg who's second with 17 games. And Danny Heatley is first with 22 games. So Steve Connor McDavid can surpass Zetterberg and then Heatley. Uh, let's hear from the man of the hour. I know, it, listen, it's McDavid most nights, but yesterday Stuart Skinner I thought was phenomenal in that game. It's it's positive if the orders find something in this guy and this guy can legitimately become a, a, a reliable goaltender for this team low cap hit young and he's their own so it'd definitely be great to see Stuart Skinner take the net and kind of run with it here it's early it's only one game so we'll see how he responds in his next one but here's Stuart Skinner post game well Stuart um, I think that was your parents first time to watch you live in a building do you always play better when mom and dad are there apparently no, it's, uh, it was awesome to, that they came. I mean, um, felt really good out there, and I'm just happy that my, uh, you know, a few, a few of my siblings and my parents and my wife got to, got to be here. Hi, uh, Stuart. What was that whole experience like for you? one nothing, Connor Halibut at the other end of the ice. Or one all Connor Halibut at the end of the ice. People chant your name here getting the win. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was an exciting game. I mean, it was, uh, you know, a hard, hard-fought battle all night uh, between both teams. Um, yeah, it was just uh, just a hard fought, hard fought win. Um, <clears throat> I think it was huge being able to get that goal to tie it up, and then uh, the kill in overtime. I think uh, you know really got us momentum going into the shootout, and uh, we were able to capitalize. And uh, it's huge that we got the win. Were you just you know feeling it all day, or did something happen early where you got in the groove, or just how did you sail in like that? Uh, no, I I mean uh, I've been preparing for this for a long time, and uh, I, yeah, I'm just happy that we were able to. You know, uh, it was just, I think the whole team played a fantastic game. We were really good defensively, and um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a good game. 
Stuart, I had an opportunity to talk to you when you made your first AHL playoff start and you talked about being notified on the bus and how much it meant to you and you just all you could do is stare out the window on the bus. In terms of tonight, yeah. where does that rank for you? Uh, pretty high. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I mean... Just being able to hear all these fans right now, I mean, it was hard to hear you there. So it was, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm super grateful for this moment. That was the young Stuart Skinner post game last night after his 46 save performance, his first win on the season. He's now two and two in the NHL, and uh, we'll see. I would start him Saturday. I mean, he's hot. He's feeling good. Why would you go to Mikko Koskinen? I'm a little concerned now with the defensive injuries to this team. That tip it might be like, well, let's go with a veteran goaltender. But no, I would go with Stuart Skinner. I think most of you would agree with me. <laughs> all right, coming up next, some bad news for the Edmonton Oilers this morning. We'll break it all down here on the Lockdown Oilers podcast with Hernan Sal. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has an upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat and high in protein. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Or go to use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, I am your host, Hernan Salas. Oilers coming off a big 2-1 win last night. Back at it on Saturday versus the Chicago Blackhawks. They sit first in the Pacific at 12-4. and four. And McDavid, Dreisaitl continue to be 1-2 in scoring in the NHL. But it wasn't all so gravy as this morning. Early, I think the first news we got that was Broberg was coming up. So you were kind of like, okay, is that Slater Cuckoo? Does that, is that what that means there? But I remember seeing Low Tide in the morning before we went on air, and he's like, no, there's something more here. This doesn't make sense. And then uh, minutes after we cracked the mic at 10 a.m. Uh, mountain Time, Jason Greger had it that Darnell Nurse would be a week's. And, uh, and it was made official here. So this is what the order sent out today. Uh, Mike Smith heads to the LTIR. IR Darnell Nurse with a broken finger that was confirmed by Dave Tippett. And it happened in OT. Like, that's so unfortunate for this team. Uh, <laughs> he, he's just an absolute horror. So unfortunate. He's going to be out about two to three weeks. Slater Cuckoo also placed on IR. He's out three to four weeks. And then they recalled William Legison and Philip Broberg from Bakersfield and we're going to hear from Dave Tippett in the third but he did say expect them to play they are going to give him a look and I know a lot of fans are excited about that so it's going to be fun times here to see the young Philip Broberg of course the uh, high draft pick I think he was eighth overall for the Edmonton Oilers and uh, he's he's been good so far down in Bakersfield according to Low Tide who watches uh, the Bakersfield Condors on the regular and <laughs> so he's been good he's got 10 assists right now he's got four penalty minutes he's a plus one and that's in 13 games and he was drafted back in 2019 eight overall so Broberg expected to get some minutes here I mean this is an enormous loss for the Edmonton Oilers after McDavid and Leon losing Darnell Nurse I think is the next biggest he's he's for me he's so far ahead of anyone else on the corn that's not a knock it's just the reality of it yeah no one can do what Darnell Nurse does and I've been saying this careful what you wish for at TSN 1260 we get a lot of hate for Darnell Nurse and I'm always like mm, remember Clefbaum when he'd go down years ago and the Oilers would 
uh, start losing. Yeah, that wasn't. Uh, yeah, that happens for a reason because they're quality, quality players. So careful what you wish for. And today the inbox was so quiet with the Darnell Nurse haters. It's unbelievable because maybe they're like, oh, oh, or maybe they're like, well, this team's gonna do just as good. I think they're gonna struggle a bit here. I truly do. What do you do now with this decor with all Darnell Nurse? Keith CCR, your second pair. Are you gonna play Broberg with Barry? I don't like that. I, I truly don't. Barry doesn't give you anything defensively that you can kind of count on or, or lean on. So no. Are you going to play Bro Broberg with Bouchard? Two young defensemen? I don't like that either. So are you splitting up Keith and CeCe? Is that the ideal situation? I think it almost is. So would you put CeCe with Broberg? Because I think that's the only guy I would trust with Broberg right now. Keep in mind, Broberg's playing his first NHL game whenever that is. 20 years old. Defense is a hella hard <laughs> position to play. He's going to have Patrick Kane coming at him. Debrinkat coming at him. This is not easy. And then do you go Keith Berry? Keith Bouchard? And then your third pair, it's the same thing. Is it going to be Russell or Lagesson with Barry or Bouchard? I have no idea where to go. I am so like all over the place here. I don't know if I keep Keith and CeCe. Maybe Tip wants to do that uh, just because they're a veteran pair. You can lean on them, but then your other two pairs are, oh my god, that's it's going to be pretty scary. What if you went Keith Bouchard, Broberg, CeCe, Russell and Barry? I don't think that's too bad. I mean, if the game's tight and, it, and it's late in the game, then you can probably move Russell. Uh, you can move Russell up with CeCe and just roll five I, I i don't know what to do here like it's it's truly truly fascinating and i want to hear from you you let me know what you want to do with the d pairings like i know low tide today threw it out what if they go 11 and 7 that fourth line's not playing a lot anyway i mean benson and Turris each had uh, a combined nine minutes of ice time yesterday so can one of those guys sit out and then you play legacy as your seventh and keep in mind the pk is very important here darnell nurse was a big part of it key cc kill penalties russell kills penalties and bouchard kills penalties Barry's not going to kill penalties. And Broberg, I, I highly doubt they want to put him in that situation right off the hop. So does Lagesson come in as a seventh and, and, and just to kill penalties? Obviously, he's going to play some five on five, but you know what I mean. So is 11 and seven the better option here? Maybe. Who knows? But I want to hear from you. Let me know what you would do defensively. I mean, uh, I know I was with Connor on his podcast earlier today, and he brought up the fact that you might have to keep Keith and CeCe together. And in an ideal world, you would want that. But then after that, it gets pretty bare bones. And I don't like like to look at the parents because you're either going Broberg Barry or Broberg Bouchard. That's not good, right? So I, I think they are going to split these guys up and, and we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow, uh, the morning skate or just before the game and warm-ups what uh, Dave Tippett's thinking. So if he's going to go 12-6, and six, what are your parents? If he goes 11-7, and seven, that might work out best because let's just say CC takes the penalties in the box. Who's going to kill penalties? I don't want Barry or Broberg out there. I'll tell you that much. So maybe Lagesson comes in, but Dave Tippett had some interesting things to say in the uh, uh, in his presser today so we'll hear that in the third segment and, and, and go from there but he did say Bro Broberg is going to play going to play and he said probably only one of them is going to play tomorrow so um, obviously he's going to go with 12 and 6 but me and Lotai just threw it out there 11 7 might be an option as well they did it last year a few times as well so uh, we'll wait and see on that but the news of the day Mike Smith on LTIR Darnell Nurse broken finger he's on the IR along with Slater Cuckoo so do two left uh, shot defensemen Legison and Broberg getting the call up but the order is still in a good spot 12 and 4 they got a cushion here you don't want to give up this good start but you you can maybe drop one or two games 
and be okay with it until these guys find their groove and get used to their new pairings. Chicago, and then a busy week next week as well for the Edmonton Oilers. But we will get to the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers coming up next here with Hernan Salas on the Locked On Oilers podcast. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, let's get right to it as Dave Tippett met with the media today following um, their win last night and all the news today regarding injuries and call-up. Here is Dave Tippett meeting with the media. Morning. Um, afternoon. Yeah, after, afternoon, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, before we get into all the stuff with Nurse, just can you clarify timelines in terms of Darnell and Slater and maybe even Mike Smith, just what you know about their timelines? Timeline for uh, Darnell is uh, two to three weeks. Uh, Cuckoo is more in the um, three to four weeks, I believe. And Mike Smith is getting some more tests done today that there's nothing really changed here. We'll see where that comes out today, but he's still week to week at best. So dealing with Darnell, or Darnell specifically here, just uh, obviously this is a, a tremendous loss for your blue line. And, um, you know, how do you make up for losing a guy that plays all three phases like that? Well, it's the cliche thing to say is not everybody, not one guy is going to take the minutes. You're going to have to spread it around a little bit. So he, uh, he takes a big chunk of the game for us, but we're going to have to have people step up and do a little more. And, uh, uh, you know, young Broberg will come in and we'll see where he's at. He's played very well down in the uh, American League. Um, you know, uh, Chris Russell is ready to come back from, uh, from a small injury. So we've got, uh, you know, people have just got to step up and, and take the extra minutes that are available. With the pairings that you do have, do you have a twosome that can play 26, 27 minutes if need be, or are you going to have to kind of split this down? Uh, I think I think you'll have to, uh, you'll see it more more uh, balanced all the way throughout but a lot of it will depend on you know some special team stuff and how much how much special teams are in the game you got different players that play in certain situations and so uh, Jimmy will uh, there'll be some there'll be pairs that are obviously start the game but there'll be some tinkering in the game as it pertains to situations the two new guys are they both in or maybe just one or how are you going to work that uh, Lagason and Broberg you're talking about? Probably just one. If uh, if Chris Russell's ready to play, probably one. We'll decide that in the morning. So do you, do you have a f- like a full shutdown pairing? Or like if you know you're up by one? They're all they're all shut down people tomorrow. I got it. <laughs> Every one of them. Uh, Dave, I just I just wonder if you could provide any clarity or update on on what the injury is to, to Darnell and how he, he suffered it because he did play the, the f- crack a broken finger. Is it late late in the game, or did you like? Did you, Very late, yeah. overtime. Okay, and and Derek Ryan is another one who obviously missed the last game. Yeah, he, he skated before the guys today, so he's uh, player tomorrow, but uh, he'll be on the trip with us, I think for sure. So you just you just cut out. Do you say he he won't be playing tomorrow? I don't foresee him playing tomorrow okay. unless unless things changed here. Since I haven't talked to him since he after he had a skate, so. Yeah, I just wonder about about Broberg and kind of his progression. Seemed like he had a pretty solid camp and played very well in the American League. What do you think about a player like him who was a very good player for you in the bubble dating back a little while? 
well, we're going to find out how his progress is here. He's, I've watched some games in the American League, and he's, he's playing in all situations. He's playing big minutes down there, and he's, uh, he's played better than he did in camp. You know, I think in camp he came over, he was okay. Uh, still getting used to the timing, the size of the rink and some stuff like that. But he's gone down there and played a ton, which has been good for him. And, uh, you know, we'll come up, we'll see what he can do. So he's 20 years old and has never played an NHL game. But do you want to throw him into the deep end? Or do you, do you feel like you need to kind of ease him in and see where things go? Mm, we'll see where we come up with the pairs tomorrow. But he's if he's coming up, he's going to play. Uh, as a coach, what goes through your head when you see Connor pick up the puck at the blue line and just dangle through four players? Maybe with other players, you uh, don't. Ex- uh, maybe with him, it's he's the exception to the rule. Uh, what goes through your head at that time? I say it with every player when they pick up. I say, go down and score. But some of them do it a little more than others. He's happened to do it a few times lately, so you notice him. Just a, a word on Duncan Keith playing his old team tomorrow. What what have you seen from him in the time that he's been here, and and you know what does he need to improve on? What's he doing really well, and are you getting what you expected out of that player? Really, really solid veteran player, you know, and it's he's very respectful of. of the change of situation he's come in and he's trying to learn how we're doing things and uh but he's you know he's just if you watch him in the game he's a steady steady player he's got a good stick he reads situations pretty well there's you know there's some things that are different for him here than there was in the past for him so he's uh he's working on trying to get acclimated but he's been a solid player for us like you don't we you know, every, you're always looking to little things to tweak to get better, and he's no different than a young player. So they're always trying to. He's always trying to find things that he can do a little better. But if you look at the minutes he's taken, and him and Cece, that middle pair, they've been a, they've been a key factor for us in getting off to a good start here. So he's going to get a little more time now with Nursey out, and it's not something he hasn't done before. So. That's uh, that's the one nice thing as a coach. You're you're not asking somebody to do something they haven't done before. He's been in that role before. True that, Dave. Thanks, guys. True that. Uh, sorry, I didn't cut off. Honido, what are you doing over there? It's 20 does in Friday mode already, so apologies for that. But uh, yeah, just what I took out. Uh, he's going to have to spread it around. Needs people to step up, uh, step up, not step up. Uh, definitely, yeah. Someone has to step up here and, and uh, fill the void left by Darnell Nurse. Uh, he said if Russell is ready, he I guess he was dealing with a small injury. He will only play one of Broberg or Legison. So we'll see tomorrow if Chris Russell's good uh, to go. More balanced pairings. So, hmm. There is going to be some tinkering. And he also said that they, they would tinker with the pairing depending on the situation in the game. And, and that's what I was alluding to. Special teams comes into that. And, and just if it's 2-2 with 10 minutes left, I or, you're probably not going to go with uh, with Broberg. And the, you might. I, I don't know. Like, who are you going to play there? So we'll leave it to the coaches. They get paid a lot of money to make these decisions. And uh, he was asked, who's going to be a shutdown pair? And he says, they're all shutdown people tomorrow. I thought that was pretty good by Dave Tippett. So the news of the day, Darnell Nurse done for two to three weeks. Slater Cuckoo done for three to four weeks. And Mike Smith doesn't seem like he's getting any closer. Looks like he's getting more um, more tests done and, and, and all that. So it's not good right now in terms of injuries for the Oilers. Philip Broberg, guy a lot of people want to see up here, gets the call up along with Willie Legison, who played significant minutes last year. Don't forget that. He was on that second period with Larson for over a month, almost two months, and he killed 
a lot of penalties. So I get the call up because he's a guy that you can slide in and, and, and kill some penalties and just be solid all around. He's taking a step back. Sure. There's some guys that have passed him. Sure. But um, I get why Willie Legs gets the call up. Orders back at it tomorrow. Last time they played Chicago, uh, they're two and three in the regular season. They lost their last game. That does not include the bubble playoffs. We all know what happened there. We don't want to get back to that. But it's going to be a fun game. Always when Patty Kane and the boys come to uh, Rogers Place. So Orders are going to have to be on their game for sure. They're going to have to buckle down defensively to help out that decor. And we'll see who gets a start in net. I truly hope it's Stuart Skinner. Let's see if he can have a repeat performance on Saturday versus the, uh, the Blackhawks. Quickly, some news from around the NHL. Uh, Habs Mark Bergevin test positive for COVID-19. Uh, the Sharks LeBanc uh, to have hearing for slew footing uh, the Blues Tyler Bozak. And that is about it going around the NHL. The big news was the Oilers news and only two games on tap tonight. Vancouver home to Winnipeg. They look to snap a five-game losing streak. Uh, that team's in uh, organization, I should say, is in turmoil right now. And the Kraken, who have also lost five straight, take on the Colorado Avalanche. So, so some tough games there for some struggling teams. And uh, yeah, it should be a fun one. But let me know prediction for tomorrow. I'm going to go Oilers. I think they do win this one. I'm going to go 5-2 uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. And I do think Warren Fogle gets on the scoreboard with a nice goal tomorrow. So Fogle scoring, Oilers 5-2. I want to hear from you on Twitter at Hernandeman and at Locked On Oilers. What's your prediction? Who's scoring? Also, what are your D pairings looking like tomorrow? And would you start Stuart Skinner? I think that's a dumb question, but we'll still ask it because I think most of the people will say, hell yeah, Stuart Skinner should start. So this is going to wrap up this week's uh, podcast for the Locked On Oilers podcast. Hope you've enjoyed them. Uh, keep the downloads coming and we'll be back on Monday to break uh, down Saturday's game and get ready for the week ahead for the Edmonton Oilers. For my producer Juanito on the Locked On Oilers podcast, I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Be safe. Be humble. Much love to all of you out there.